Amen. Good morning, everyone. So good to be here. So good to be with you. I am a little bit sad that this is my last time coming, but hopefully just for the semester. We love you. We're praying for you. I want you to know I really, I will be carrying you in my heart. Um, you're in my heart, and I'll be carrying you in my heart, and we will continue to pray. This is a very special place. This is a very special time and season in the kingdom and in your lives. I can say that with a lot of authority because I'm more than twice as old as you are. And so... Um, I want to I wanna just take a few moments and talk to you about something that is, I think, very important. When, when I was invited to start this, to, to have, you know, given this assignment, I tried my best to get themes from the Lord. The first time I was here, I talked about the call of God, and in classes, I talked a lot about prayer, um, because that's a, a, a huge priority. The second time I came, I talked about the Holy Spirit. And I talked about grace in chapel, the, uh, one of the great outworkings of the Holy Spirit. But today, I want to talk about the kingdom of God and the fact that the kingdom of God is adversarial. Because the kingdom of God is adversarial, that means that depending on what side you're on, you will have to fight a battle. Everyone say the battle. I want to talk to you about the battle. And everyone here is called to lead. You are here. You've been selected by God. It's a mystery. The providence of God is a mystery to me because why certain people end up in certain places. I don't understand. When we get to heaven, we'll figure that all out. But in the providence of God, you're here for such a time as this. You have to take that seriously. You have to, you have to recognize how sacred your being here really is. And there's a sacred responsibility that you will leave. I was just talking to one of the worship leaders. She's a junior. She's going to leave here. I told her, come visit CT when you graduate. And... Um, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're going to have to fight the battle. It's just the way it is. And um, part of being called to be a leader in the kingdom and for the kingdom means that you have to learn how to fight. You have to learn how to fight. So I want to read a quick passage of Scripture to you. Joshua, this is a very well-known passage, nine verses after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert uh, to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days 
of your life. But you recognize when he says no one is going to be able to stand against you, he does imply that there will be a battle. There's an implication here that there will be a battle. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, we're coming into the key verses here. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people into the inherit, to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. A little bit more. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it from the, to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I think. Do we have one more slide or do we stop here? One more, yes. Have I not commanded you? This is the third time. Okay, let's read these one, two, three, these four words together. Ready? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Put your hand on your heart. I know we've prayed, but just put your hand on your heart. God, we thank you. For this place, we thank you for this time. And God, we pray that this word would get into every heart. Help my feeble lips. Help the next few moments in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about the battle. We're going to talk about the fact that leading is about fighting. We are all called to fight. Fight for what? Fight for the kingdom, fight for people. When we talk about the battle, we have to fight for God, we have to fight for the kingdom, we have to fight for people. Because you're here, that means that God wants you to do battle on his behalf. And when you do battle on his behalf, you don't fight for yourself per se. You fight for the kingdom and you fight for other people. But part of it means that you have to fight yourself. But it's the kingdom and the people. Say the kingdom and the people. You're here. You're getting prepared here. But it's really not about you. It's about how God wants to use you. You see? And the enemy knows that. And so he comes at you. So what I want to do is give you three quick battle fronts that you will always have to fight. And you will always need to be sensitive to. Battlefront number one is the battlefront of taking your place. That's the first battle. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Do you know that Moses dies and then someone has to take his place? And so you and I have a battle and the enemy's first work is to make sure that you don't take your place. Everyone say with me, he has a place for me. God has a place for you right now. He's preparing a place for you. God is getting something ready for you. You don't know it, but how many know he knows it? And we have to get ready, and we have to fight to be in the place that God wants us to be in. God has a place for you. The enemy will resist you. But listen, Moses dies. There's always a place. You look at people, and, they, and they're here. Guess what? They took over for somebody else. 
They're standing on someone else's shoulders. I stand before you. I learned so many things from my pastor. Hopefully, I will pass those things on to you. You need to stand on, uh, on, on President Hagen's sho uh, shoulders and the other teachers. There is a place for you. Everyone say, he has a place for me. You must fight to take your place. So many kids, I believe that this is part of the challenge of the, every age, every generation has their own issues. One of the issues of this generation is that young people don't take seriously the fact that God has a place for them. They feel like they have tomorrow, they have tomorrow, they have tomorrow, they have tomorrow, they have later. But how many know it's time to get ready to take our place here and now? In life, in ministry, and in life, you don't take yourself seriously but you take the call seriously things happen nobody's perfect you see but the truth I was, I was thinking about it today there's some there are people here that God is is going to position them in such powerful ways but here's the thing it can happen for each and every one of us but what we have to do is we have to fight to find our place. Anyone hear of a book called The Outliers? Just curious. Outliers? No? Couple of you. There's a book that talks about what were the unique things that made people get to where they got. Anybody know who Bill Gates is? Anybody? Yes? So Bill Gates lived in a neighborhood where there was a college down the block and in the college down the block that you could go and learn computer programming and it was free. And so you know what he did? He would get up around 2 or 3 in the morning, and, and uh, he was like 16 years old, and he would go there, and he would work and learn computer programming. And because Bill Gates took his place, his life seriously, guess where he ended up? So the bottom line is this. All of us, there is a battlefront right now to take your place, and there are things that you and I need to do, and we have to take them seriously Take your place because God is preparing something for you. And I want to pray in a few moments, we're going to pray that God would give us a real vision for the fact that he's got something for you. Say, he's got something for me. That's the first battlefront. Second battlefront, very quickly, is the battlefront, okay, is the battlefront of personal strength. He says, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. But I want you to notice that he said, be strong and courageous. They don't mean the same thing. They're different things. A lot of times, and for many years when I read be strong and courageous, I thought that it was the same thing. It was just like an exhortation. But there's a difference between being strong and being courageous. When, when God calls you to be strong, he's telling you to be strong personally. Strength means you're standing in God. It's who you are in God. Strength is who we are. Courage is where we go and what we do for God. But strong is who you are in God. And the battlefront of personal strength is, is a key battle in all of our lives. Because how many know, if you're weak, you can't fight for other people. See? And we have to learn how to fight. And we have to learn how to fight here. Okay, and what do you fight? Personally speaking, what are you fighting today? You're fighting the same things that we all fight, but what are you fighting? Here's what you're fighting. Basically, you're fighting voices. 
You're fighting lies from the devil. You're fighting habits and you're fighting pain. If the musicians could come, I'm going to do this fast. Voices, habits, pain. Voices, habits, pain. Some people don't realize how much the devil's talking to them all the time. You have to be able to discern lies and you got to fight the voices. You have to resist the lies. Resist the lies in the name of Jesus. Part of your victory, part of becoming a strong believer is that when the lies come at you, you have to be able to reject the lies and say, I will not live by that voice. I will not put on the spirit of heaviness. I will not accept the lies from the devil. I will stand in victory. I will walk in faith. I will walk in freedom. How many know God is called us to be free and 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 think about this wave of depression that's sweeping over the world you know what that is those are voices those are voices it's people listening to the lies of the devil but not in this place not in this place and look maybe you battle with depression or discouragement or fear you can learn how to get the victory you know what you got to do You have to fight. You have to learn how to fight in the spirit. See, people, the prayer meeting, seeking God has gone out of style, but not in this place. Not in this place. We will be God seekers and the way the world will be changed is because we seek the face of God and we fight in the realm of the spirit. Can I get an amen, guys? You have to fight. Personal strength. Strength is who you are. Are you privately strong? Because he said, Joshua, be strong first. You fight voices. You fight habits. You fight pain. We see this over and over and over again. And I've said this, and I either said it in a class or I said it in last Last time I was here, look, you're going through stuff, but God comforts you. And when God comforts you, you turn around and give that comfort to all of the people you'll be fighting for one day. That's the way it goes. So there's a battlefront of getting getting into place. Then there's another battlefront of getting strong in the Lord. And you can be weak in yourself, but become strong in the Lord. You can say, but I'm weak. I know you're weak. I'm weak too. But how many know the Bible says we can become strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Hallelujah. You don't have to be weak. You can be strong. You don't have to be weak. The people of God can be strong in their spirit. Yes, students who will graduate from here be strong in the spirit. Personal, privately, healthy, private victory. Everyone say private victory. That's what God wants for you. He wants private victory. How many believe? Raise your hand if you want private victory in your life. He can give private victory. How many believe? Come on, put your hands together if you believe he can give private victory. <laughs> lastly, lastly, the third battlefront is the battlefront of kingdom contribution. Everyone say contribution. So watch this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I have a place for you, Joshua. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. God is not just with President Scott. He's not just with with Doug Graham or all of the other teachers. Al Toledo, whoever you might admire. How many know God is with you too? 
I'll be with you. I won't forsake you. But then he says, be strong, which, which says, look, I can make you strong privately, personally. You can be strong in me, strong in your life. And then he says, be courageous. Why? It says, because, let's read this together, ready? Because you will lead these people to inherit the land. You fight for the kingdom and then you're going to fight for other people. How many want to fight for somebody else? How many want to fight and make a difference? And listen, it does it. An accountant, a lawyer, a doctor. When you're a Christian, when you're a Christian, God is cutting you loose in some place. And people will come and you'll fight for them and God will use you to set them free. He'll use you to set them free. But here's the difference. Strong is who you are in God. Courage is how you step out in God. It's different. There's a big difference, guys, between being strong and being courageous. A lot of people get satisfied with just being strong and I like my happy life, but we're here to do more. How many know we want to make a powerful kingdom contribution? We want to make a difference for the glory of God. I can't wait to hear the stories of this class, of this group of people. I'm, I'm just rejoicing already in how God is going to use you to make powerful kingdom contributions. But guess what? You have to fight for that. That's not just going to happen. And it's not just going to be like any day. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fight and you're going to have to learn how to fight now. Okay. And if you fight now, then you're going to be able to fight for people. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands right now. Come on, everyone lift your hands. They're going to lead us in a song, but I want you to just begin to say hallelujah to the Lord. Come on, let's begin to worship him. Let's begin to worship him and glorify his name. Come on, you know how you fight. You, you reach out to God. Come on, this is a throne of grace now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Come on, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Maybe you're depressed today. Shout hallelujah. Maybe you're discouraged today. Learn how to fight in the spirit. Learn how to fight. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. No, no instruments, no instruments, no instruments. Listen, this is something we teach our people. No instruments. You know what the best instrument is? It's your voice and your heart. Come on, raise your voice now. Learn how to fight. Hallelujah. Tell them, we believe, we believe, we believe, oh God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. We give you glory in the balcony. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. We bless your name. Hallelujah.
See, the way you fight is you lift him up. When you lift him up, then he starts to move in power. Part of the way you fight is you begin by lifting Jesus high in your life and high in your heart. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Now listen, they're going to begin to play. They're going to begin to play. But listen to this. You could just keep your eyes closed, but listen. We have two, peop- two groups of people here today. There are certain people that right now, they actually are in a fight. And what's supposed to happen in places like this, this is what the church of Jesus Christ is all about. When the body of Christ gets together, the people of God fight for one another. If you're here today and you're in a fight, I want you to slip out of your seat and come. And, I, and you won't be alone. If you're in a fight, doesn't matter what kind of fight, if you're in a fight, slip out of your seat and come. Humble yourself. Come before the throne of God. The power of God is here. Where There's a power of agreement here. They're coming and they're coming and they're coming because they're in a fight. But here's what has to happen. We don't fight alone. There are some people that are in a fight, and then others, we have to be ready to fight for them. On another day, they'll fight for you. If you're ready to fight for somebody, I want you to slip out of your seat and come. You're going to lay hands on someone in a moment, and we're going to begin to pray, and strongholds will be torn down. People are going to take their place. Victory, victory, victory over voices, over habits is going to come upon the scene. God is going to move by his mighty power. We're going to fight for others. We're going to make a kingdom contribution.